Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas, Alicia. Let's、uh, let's workshop that. You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one wedding podcast hosted by author, comedian, and wedding advice giverer Alicia McCormick. It is Q and A Thursday. Q and A Thursday. That's my new song. How do you like, like it? it? Oh my god! You like it? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you should. You should totally have like a do 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 behind you know, it. If- If I start making money this year, I'm going to put. I'm going to invest as well. I haven't even introduced my guest because I'm a complete pro.、Uh, but before I am, I need to finish this sentence. <laughs> I'm going to、um, hire some sort of acapella vocal group to do. It's Q and A Thursday. Q and A Thursday. Do you think I changed the? I don't know what's it called. The speed. I used to play the clarinet. I should remember this. Q and A Thursday. Q and A Thursday. Save the date wedding podcast hosted by. And insano, Alicia McCormack. I am joined today by the wonderful Danielle Calhoun. Calhoun, you know, it reminds me, Danielle Calhoun. You, there's someone on This American Life that also has the name Calhoun. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, yes, it is a popular、producers. one. Someone always knows some Calhoun. I just married into that last name. <laughs> well. You're already in podcasting, you know. That's like the the king of the podcasting name now. I'm going to figure out and remember who that is. Danielle is the founder of BlackSheepBride.com. If you haven't heard Monday's episode, go back and listen. It's a ripper, if I do say so myself. It is all about giving back, finding a way, finding many ways through your wedding planning to help others, the environment, the community. It's not hard. Just do it. Basically, it's my new tagline. I like it. Thank you. We keep coming up with taglines. I, I feel like this could have been—I could have been a copywriter if I wanted to sell my soul. Now, Daniel, he's <laughs> trying so hard to not laugh into the please. <laughs> you can laugh.、Um, yeah. Word to all my copywriters out there: Hey, I know you got to just do your job. <laughs> That's right. You rock too, even if yeah, your soul you is sold. Yeah, and I mean, look, I've sold my soul on numerous occasions. I've worked in reality TV and as a producer, and yeah, okay. Has any have you、yeah. seen the TV show Unreal? No, I don't have cable,、okay. so I may、oh, have missed it. Fine, it's not look, on Netflix. It's, sh- it's not on Netflix, but it is a show about. It's like the behind the scenes of a Bachelor style show, and it was written by a producer that worked on the Bachelor for years and years, and it is just. How TV works. If people have seen it and gone, is this bullshit? Just take it from me. It's probably a little hyped up, but it's really. Rich and I watched it on the plane coming back, and he kept tapping me because it's just like all the stories I've told、huh. uh, over the years of working in TV. I can believe it's it. sort of very yeah. Anyway, how did we get there、uh, today <laughs> on the show? <laughs> it's. It's Q and A Thursday, as I've sung the song, which means that I am.、Uh, well, we are going to be answering some of your fabulous questions that you have sent through. Gee, I've got such a backlog, and I don't want people to panic. But if you have an urgent question, can I please just say, just say it's urgent? Because some people are writing, going, "I'm getting married next month," and then I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I've got to fit you in." So make a special note. <laughs> Claire wrote to me, and she said,、uh, "Alicia." I just had to tell you this. My mum phoned the other day to tell me that my uncle, i.e., her brother-in-law, would not be attending our wedding in August because a) he doesn't like big family gatherings and always feels very awkward, and b) there's a golf thing on that weekend that he'd rather go to. 
A small part of me is sad that I won't have the whole family there, but mostly I just think more power to you, Uncle Dave. You enjoy your golf weekend. Thanks for freeing up a place and the guest list and letting us know well in advance. Thanks. Love the show, Claire. I just love that email. Oh my gosh. Claire, I think we were meant to be BFF. (laughs) It's not often that you get to hear people say things like that whenever they're wedding planning. So it's appreciative that she would kind of have that respect for Uncle Dave that would rather go to a golf thing than watch his niece get married. Um, and I, I just love Uncle Dave going, look, I'm probably not going to enjoy the day very much. Yeah. I'd probably rather be somewhere else, save the money. And I thought this was a good one for you, Danielle, because I think the idea Sorry. that we, you know, we do have so many people along at the wedding who either don't want to be there or we don't want them to be there, save the money. Here's the deal with weddings. We've created Please. this kind of, I'm going to step on this soapbox. Let's get down. Let's go. Come on. I'm um, stepping back from the microphone. <laughs> it's all yours, baby. It's all yours. Okay. Um, <laughs> the wedding industry has become something of such standard and etiquette and all this bull crap that doesn't exist in real life. If your mm. uncle goes to family functions and he sits in a corner and he just doesn't like to be around family, that's how he's wired. Or that's just the way he is. And if that's what he chooses to do, then by all means, like, respect that, I think. And if people can't make your wedding, there's probably a legitimate reason outside of just recreational purposes. And I think that we should utilize those types of instances to better impact others. And like I was Mm -hmm. saying in the original interview, what if we, you know, donated his meal to someone else in another charity or, you know, someone in need or... We um, let a neighbor that really cares for you come in his place that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to invite, you know, just showing a little bit of compassion in the midst of kind of an inconvenient situation. Um, But let's use it for good and help him help others. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's wonderful that Claire has seen it in such a positive light. And you're right. It just it frees up a space or it also can maybe remove a space. And so we need one less person there. Yeah, for sure. That's one less uh, napkin or oh my God. setting with his fancy name on it. Too true. Too true. Waste. Um Thank you, Claire, for sharing that with me. I love, see, this is the beautiful thing about my wonderful bride chiller audience is they will sit down at a keyboard and spend the time to tell me things like that. And I fucking love it. Yeah. Didn't created didn't quite the ideal audience. I have. They're my people. I keep saying, I said to Rich the other day, if I like could sit down and have a cocktail party or stand up, sit or stand with my people, I feel like every one of the people that communicate with me and listen, they're my people. I just yeah. love them. I really do, genuinely. We love you too. He's, I love you. you too, not we. Oh my gosh. I blush. I blush. <laughs> Julie got in touch and she says, I love, that's, just, that's my way of reading capitals. When I forget about the time difference between London and LA, sometimes your 30 minute Thursday episode pops up on my phone on Wednesday, a whole 12 hours early. That's like finding 20 bucks in my back pocket while I'm doing laundry. I've been an avid listener since the beginning, and now I listen to past episodes for refreshers. They remind me of when I watch Seinfeld or Sex and the City reruns. Even though I know what happens, they're fabulous, and I always laugh just as hard the first time. Fun fact, (laughs) 
I was the one who confessed you were my virtual bridesmaid. There's a story behind that, but that is for a later email. Now, can I just say, I have traded off Julie's original title of me being a virtual bridesmaid. Like she is going to get a free t-shirt out of this. She's bride chillering because I have used that in press releases on the website. So Julie, bride chiller t-shirts coming to you to say thank you. (laughs) That is so awesome. She's Um, cute. No doubt. Okay, Julie, here's the deal. I must confess as well. I really, really love Alicia's podcast so much. In fact, if you haven't noticed, not out of like anything weird or anything like that, but generally I giggle internally whenever you say four letter words Um, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm just not one to use them. So anytime I'm around people that so casually use four letter words, it makes me laugh. Like I just love it so much because I'm just not used to it and it surprises me. I look cursing. Thank you. I, I, it's in me and I just want to say to people, and I'm going to finish Julie's, I'm going to just finish Julie's email momentarily, I promise. But I want to say I, I can behave. I do behave sometimes and (laughs) can turn off the swears, but I think why not? This is my show. I'll swear when I want to. Yeah. And and I think also Americans, and I'm, I'm going to get you to speak for your whole country here, but it's a little, Okay. It's a little bit more conservative than the Aussies, and we love a fuck, fuck, fuck. It just it comes out of our mouths quite naturally. You know, and then the Brits, the Brits are like, "Oh gosh, did see that? Terrible!" Funny, but though, they're also good. I spent three months in South Africa when I was eighteen, um, and in a lot of ways, even though they're not connected with Australia at all, um, they're very similar. So, yeah, I was always like, "Whoa." Like, what's going on here? Cause, like, there would be like, I don't know, church pastors like using cuss words and like, what the heck? Um, so, so I can appreciate it on a different level because I've been a bit more uh, culturally exposed yeah. to things like that. But, um, to Julie's question though. Yes, I live, too. I live That's in great. Florida and half the time I don't know what time it is in LA. <laughs> And I'm constantly getting my time zones messed up. And California is one of my biggest audiences for Black Sheep Rides. So I'm constantly in meetings with people from that time zone. And I can't get my crap together either. So if it's any consolation, it's okay. I don't know what the heck's going on over on that side of the world either. I Look, and I have interviews with people all over the world and regularly mess it up and have to apologize that I've scheduled something for 2 a.m. Still never going to get it. Still never going to get it. Uh, Okay. She says, the reason why I'm writing to you is because we need a Pintervention. I love this. Pintervention is, I actually sell, not to just plug my own shit here, but I sell a tote bag that's like Pintervention. I need one because I think we all get obsessed with Pinterest and we need to step away sometimes. I love this tote bag. Yeah. Well, Actually, you know what I should do is forget sending Julia Bradshill a T-shirt. She's going to get a Pintervention tote. There you go. That makes so much more sense. My fiancé, his groomsman and I, went to a local flea market in search of Pinterest-inspired wedding decor. As I attempted to haggle with vendors on their already cheap prices, my fiancé and his groomsman strategized about how to make the dreamy Pinterest scene themselves for cheaper. After five hours at the flea market, I went home to make an Excel spreadsheet of the countless project ideas the boys eagerly said they would do. 
I admit the three of us are rather handy and can't wait to dive into projects, but we all need a reality check. In order to tackle our favorite projects, we've decided to host a quote crafts and cocktails event rather than a bridal shower. Hmm. Isn't this amazing? Each aunt cousin or grandma related to us will then sponsor a project rather than give a bridal shower gift. Teams of five people will be assigned to a craft for the afternoon. We understand two of the five people will most likely be useless crafters and instead be cheery company sipping mimosas. Oh, Guests of the wedding can proudly boast about which crafts they did to other guests at the wedding. My fiance and I think this is a great idea but are apprehensive about its execution. Can too many people working on crafts be counterproductive and cause expensive mistakes with reworks for myself and my fiancé? Any advice is greatly appreciated. And then she says, I can't wait to purchase my Pintervention tote. Well, you don't have to, girlfriend. I'm sending you one. <laughs> um, so I love crafts oh. and cocktails, and oh I thought God. this would be totally up your alley or down. <laughs> or down, yes. Um <laughs> First off, Julie, you are the type of person I need in my life. <laughs> if you have Excel spreadsheets of oh my God. interest projects that you have in place and teams of five people, like the fact that you've seriously taken the time to like really break this down in such a benefit-driven way, one, yeah. shows me that you're probably possibly in marketing or entrepreneurial in some way. Um, and two, you're just pure genius. Like, Crafts and cocktails, I mean, what better way to save, you know, an extra waffle iron that you wouldn't need at a bridal show than to use that time to, you know, invest in your wedding decor. And and that's also creating a level of community within your inner circle that's even invited to that event that um, makes them feel a part of it. I think a lot of times family feels disconnected from the wedding planning in some cases. And the fact that you've just created this wonderful community driven event within your personal circle is just, that's encouraging like that you would go that far to think that way. And, and it also benefits you. So I understand the pros and the cons to both sides. So it's um, well done. Very good job. I think it's a fabulous way, as you said, to bring people together with tasks. People actually really enjoy tasks if you give them a bit of a drink with it as well. It's like amazing. Right. And, and I think the fact that they can all, all use on the day is also great. No joke. And I think to your point, like about your concerns, if you're going to have to redo things, um, I think that's okay for the sake of the event. I would not, you know, stress over things being terribly inaccurate and maybe have like set project managers, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. And just having people with eyes on each project that you trust that can like kind of redirect as things are moving along. I also think that you could have, yeah, like a, a manager that walks around and you could maybe have a clipboard and make it a bit fun and a bit silly. And you could also have a couple of laptops set up for YouTube videos if people need to watch how the fuck to do this stuff. Yeah. I like that plan too. I must do a plug here for somethingturquoise.com. The lovely Jen, she is a crafter extraordinaire. She's fabulous and she has amazing, amazing, amazing tutorials, which are 
I think one step up from Pinterest because one thing on Pinterest I get frustrated with are these three-step tutorial photos that you just look at and go, but how do they get from one from one to three? I don't, I don't understand that. Whereas her stuff you look at and go, okay, okay, you've got to put that through that and that's got to stick off. All right, I see. Yes. So maybe invest in some good uh, tutorials or some good descriptions so people don't freak out on the day. Agreed completely. The biggest thing that I try and stray away from with um, DIYing, my, in a weird way, I don't know why it's a personal pet peeve, but the only thing that really bothers me with DIY stuff is when people try to DIY hand letter that haven't like, no, don't know what they're doing. And yeah. like the hand lettering looks like not good. Definitely dedicate funds aside for a good hand letterer if that's something that's of value in your wedding vision <laughs> or really real practice skills. yes yeah for yeah. sure calligraphy and hand lettering is like ye oldie skills I know Emma Block who did my beautiful um logo and you know she hand illustrates everything and she's been illustrating for years shout out Emma love you yes, good job um she's fabulous but you look at her the breakdown of the work and all the drafts she sent me in the process. Oh my God, I was in awe, but going, gee whiz, this is really intricate stuff. And no to say you can do a five hour course and then you're going to hand letter every invitation, just stop. Think about it. Think about your choices. Agreed. Yeah. Pay someone to do things. I also think a really good point we didn't make on Monday's episode that I have been thinking about is that it's not bad. You know, I made a point and I feel bad about saying, get your family and friends to do things for you. I wasn't saying don't pay people for the purpose of not, you know, their skills. I'm the biggest pay the artist, uh, pro pay the artist person. But also I just mean think laterally about if people have skills. Yes, for sure. Coming from a photography background, um, I completely understand that because more often than not, my family is like, Hey, you're a really good photographer. Can we hire you to do this or do that? <laughs> and I would rather just than, come for free. Yeah. Or that, um, <laughs> in most yeah. cases I'm busy, but, um, in, in those instances, I mean, by all means, it just makes sense whenever you have skilled professionals, especially in this day and age with so many creative entrepreneurs, um, you must be connected with someone somehow. Maximize those connections to your benefit. Yeah. Use Facebook for a good. Put out a Facebook message saying, I'm looking for someone. And word of mouth is also, you know, amazing. Gold. Just, yeah. Yes. So gold. If you're not, if you are so totally snowed under with, as you said, a lot of photographers, there's 50,000 photographers out there, but it's, uh, you know, great to be able to say, has anyone used a fantastic photographer? And then you can actually peel down that huge list. Yeah, for sure. Extra mm. points when they give back. Totes, 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 totes. This is Q&A Thursday. You know that because you're listening to it. Uh, more after this. Laurie has written to me. And she says, love, love, love your podcast. Thank you, Laurie. I listen while I'm slaving away at work. Oh, I hear you. You have become my mum, sister, BFF, all wrapped into one. Well, that's charming. <laughs> that's probably the nicest thing anyone said for a little while. I definitely plan on being a hashtag bride chiller through my whole wedding process. So my fiancé and I got engaged Labor Day weekend 2015 on the beach at my fiancé's family's beach house. That sounds nice. Yeah. 
I was so worried he was going to drop the ring in the lake. Oh, panics. We have our venue already and we're getting married September 2017. My mum has not been the best at helping me plan. His mum has been the one helping us and has been a godsend. But my question is more about my mum. So she lives with some people that I personally do not like. I actually hate them with a passion, but I also do not want to give her a guest for fear that she will bring some or one of those people to my wedding. Am I wrong for not giving her a guest? Is that bride seller of me? Help. So this is a challenging one, but I'm happy to have someone else to help take the steam off me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Danny okay. also too, before we went on air, she goes, don't give me anything tricky. And I don't think this – what I love is you're a very level-headed, intelligent woman, and we can work through this together. That's right. We can change <laughs> the world, save the world. Yes, you yes, know, we Rule can. the world. Rule the world. We are the junior Beyonce's. Um, Laurie, thank you for sharing this with me because I do find that, um, you know, when these questions come through, I find that a lot of other people, it seems to open the flood doors or the gates for people to say, oh, my gosh, I'm in a very similar situation. So thank you for being bold and sharing this with us. And it's a conundrum but not something that can't be solved. What do you think, Danielle? Oh, man. I thought you were going to go first. Oh, shall I? I'll go first. Okay, here we go. I'm not going to be mean to my guest. I think this is something – I've got questions for you, Laurie, which obviously you're not here to answer, so we're going to do some hypotheticals. I'm wondering if Laurie's mum knows that she doesn't like these people, if yeah. this people is a partner perhaps. Let's say hypothetically it's a, a, maybe her mum's partner or flightmate or special friend. Um if this is something, it sounds like if she's living with them, this is a permanent arrangement. So it's not someone that's just going to flitter away before the wedding. I think you really need to be honest with your mum. And if this is something that is contentious to perhaps do this early and make sure you get some of this stuff sorted or at least put on the table. So if there's going to be some sort of drama that maybe you can have the drama early. But I do think it's not worth having someone at your wedding that you quote unquote hate. That's an awful thing to have to look at and deal with on the day of your wedding. I really feel strongly about that. Um, yes. It, it, obviously something's gone down that's made you feel this way and you should never have to fake smile at anyone on your wedding day. And yeah, I, I think this is something that you are well in your rights to say, sorry, mum, this person doesn't roll the way I want them to roll. So. They can stay at home. I am a huge component or, um, sorry, that's not the word I want to use. No, I like that. I'm a huge believer in proactive communication. Um, being a wedding photography in wedding photography for so many years, I did my best with all of my clients to try and be as proactive with as many potential opportunities to avoid as possible and setting expectations that would allow brides to know, look, this stuff could happen, but let's try mm -hmm. and nip it in the bud now so that we don't have to deal with it on your wedding day. For instance, mm -hmm. something that I always asked my clients when I was a wedding photographer was, um, do we have any weird family dynamics to be aware of? Is there mm -hmm. an aunt and uncle that don't get along that I shouldn't put next to each other for a picture or things like that to avoid? Because what's happened was prior to me starting 
being proactive in my communication. I witnessed so many things go down in weddings that didn't have to be. They were avoidable. They suck in the meantime when you're trying to prepare for things. But like Alicia was saying, you know, you need to be honest with your mom. And if she doesn't respect your wishes, that's one thing. But if she, she knows your circumstances and why you don't want that person there, then you've done your part to communicate that. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that you should have to waste a seat for someone that makes you feel uncomfortable um, or, you know, that you don't care for. I, yeah, I agree. And, and you're so right with your experience as well. You must have seen stuff go down and things sort of not work the way that people were expecting. And if you can control a little bit of that sort of situation, if you know this person, well, firstly, doesn't make you feel good and maybe has some sort of, you know, beef or bones with what, you know, your relationship with your mom or how you're feeling, then it's just easier to just cut that from the get go. Yeah, for sure. And maybe you can turn it in a way that makes it charitable. You know, that's what I'm here for. So let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> you can tell mom, you know, our, our headcount is very specific because we want to utilize the leftover funds to give back in some capacity or something like that so that, you know, it turns around and your mom really can't feel bad about that. I agree. I agree. It's always good to it's have a good a little- scapegoat. Yeah, exactly. A little caveat to say, listen, we're doing good. Yeah. Just keep that person away, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Laurie, I, please let us know how you go. Uh, if you want to send more details, I just personally, I'm just nosy. I just get nosy. And then I write to people going, tell me more. I want to know more. What's hey, Laurie, I'll be What's in Chicago on? later this year, so maybe we can, like, get together and get the 411 on that. I'll meet the person, <laughs> gauge things out. Just joking. <laughs> She's very nice. You should hook up with her and tell her all your deepest, darkest secrets. No, but it's good. You know, I think it'd be great to have a little bit more info. You know, what's really nice is when other listeners have feedback, I feel like this is a topic that someone might have a bit of feedback on. So if you have something that you would like to add to our answers, then leave me a voicemail. All you need to do is, uh, well, you can do it on your phone. Just do a voice memo and email it to me or go to the website, savethedatepodcast.com and leave me a short message via the contact page. There it is. Uh, I think we've got time for one more if you have time. Sure. Lovely lady. All right, this one is very good because you're an American. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you where you're from. Uh, and I am not, so I don't know the rules about this stuff. Oh, I don't know good. what accent that is. What accent is that, do you reckon? Is it like, is it LA? No, it's more LA like that. Yeah. Why have I made it like, it's not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when uh, non-Americans try and say American accents. Normally they sound like country. So it's. Oh, I can do, I can do Southern. If you want me to go down, I can do that too. <laughs> but I would rather do, this is all my stupid, like with my stand up act. If anyone's ever seen me do stand up, I do voices and I love an accent. That's just funny. I do too. Yeah. Oh, I just haven't, I'm just no good at Scottish, anything North and Northern UK. Can't do Irish, can't do Scottish. And my brother-in-law's Scottish and he looks at me with utter horror when I attempt a Scottish accent. <laughs> so we don't do that anymore. Awesome. Uh, April says, I hope all is well. It is. I live in LA. California, and I've been engaged since February 2015. My wedding date is May 2016. Oh, not long. I found your podcast by searching on iTunes last year and have been hooked ever since. I really enjoy listening. Well, thank you. 
My question today is regarding tipping vendors. See why I'm asking you this lovely lady? Oh, because I got no idea. I've been able to find some info, but no advice that applies to all of the vendors that will be present for my wedding. I'd love to hear your input. I don't want to offend any of the vendors. However, I want to keep things as cost effective as possible. Here's my list. Now, she's given me a list uh, and I'm just going to read things out and I would like to hear your yes, no, maybe. Is that fair, Danielle? Is that <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh, yes, totally fair. Um, I, to be well, clear, April, I'm probably going to make up the answers in a very educational way. <laughs> well, here's the thing. In Australia, and I know in the UK, tipping is one of these things that's coming in, but, and this is going to sound super bitchy, but it, looking at wait staff, there is a minimum wage that is, uh, well, suitable for people to live on from being a wait staff. And I know that tipping in America is because you need the extra tip that's part of the worked into their wage. Is that right? Yeah. I so mean, I, I think so personally. Um, I don't think everyone deserves a tip. I think people that have really invested their all into your day deserve mm. a tip. And in a lot of ways, I think, um, Couples sometimes assume that the vendors with the higher cost value for the day, for instance, um, like the service-based vendors, things like that, that cost a lot of money, um, they're not taking into consideration all of the time that was invested in them prior to their wedding day Mm. and the experience that they give them on their wedding day as well. So for instance, in like a photography or videography realm of things, because it's easy for me to refer to. Um, there's like 90 ish hours devoted to that customer before they even get to the altar. So wow. taking into consideration all of those things and how well that experiences was experience was for them. I definitely think that there's an opportunity to um, gift those vendors the ones that you see fit. Not all of them necessarily always deserve a tip. I feel that way. I might be wrong here, but Mm. if they treated you poorly or, you know, you don't feel like you got a good service, then I wouldn't because you've already paid for them. Technically. Um, I think tipping is something that I believe in a wedding world should come from the heart, not just based off of etiquette and rules alone. And is that the same? I mean, when I come and visit the States, sometimes I forget and I'm a total asshole because I go, oh, it should be 15% at a restaurant or is that right? 15? Is it more? 15 to 20. <gasps> my bad. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. See, I'm already an awful person, but it is one of those things that it's not a natural instinct for, for me uh, as an Aussie. I suppose we only leave a tip in a restaurant if someone's done a good job and I forget that that oh, is yeah, actually. Yeah, you're a little butthole. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but please don't judge me. It's just <laughs> not my culture. Oh my God. They're like, the, all the people that liked me are now going, fuck off. You're an awful tight ass. We hate you. <laughs> um, it's just not, as I said, it's in the culture of the Aussie pay scheme. And I know it's the same in the UK. It's, uh, you know, it's different. But Absolutely. I'm going to read you. So she's asking catering staff. Uh, she says it's included in my catering costs. So that's nice that you need to check your invoices and also looking at who, uh, when you're doing the negotiating, if things are already in built, then obviously you wouldn't have to give a tip on the day. For sure. There's like these, and this is probably making me sound really stupid right now, but I'm blown away that there are wedding fees 
for services. Like, and I understand that everyone has business and there's a reason behind it, but not, not only are you paying someone their normal cost in some cases, but there's also like a wedding surcharge or things like that. That's like 30% of the bill, like for venues and things. And I'm just like, whoa, that's really a lot of money extra just because it's a wedding. And I get it. Yeah. There's extra things that have to happen. But in those instances, if you're already paying them plus the wedding charge, screw the tip. Yeah, I think absolutely. And, and this is old school, but in my guide to getting hitched, I and I wrote this a couple of years ago, but I called a golf club in Australia and asked for a quote for a wedding. And then I well, actually asked for a quote for a birthday party. And then I asked the same golf club for a quote for a wedding just to make a point. Yeah. And this is, this is certainly not the same. I'm not saying this is the same for all venues. Everyone has sort of smartened up in the sort of two years since I've written that book. But I was uh, really surprised with the extra charges that they put on uh, their costings for a wedding over a 30th birthday party. Now, these people don't know my crazy friends, obviously, for a 30th birthday party. We probably would have fucked shit up worse than at a wedding. That's not true. My friends are very respectable. <laughs> but it was weird to say, why are you adding an extra 20% for cleanups? What are you expecting to happen at a wedding over a birthday party? And some extra little weird things that people tacked on. So I do think it's important to check your costings. And I'm not saying go in with an air of suspicion, but I do think be sensible. It's your hard-earned money you're using to pay for this, we're assuming, or someone else's hard-earned money. So be knowledgeable, be informed, I suppose. I definitely think that there's a room for education on why those charges are as much as they are and what that goes into on my end specifically. Oh, no, I think it's good. I think it's just making sure that you know where your money's going for a starters. And also if there's inbuilt tipping, then obviously you don't have to re-tip unless you're, you know, Truth. rich. Um, hair and makeup, that's something I think people do tip now. Is, do it. Is that still? Yeah. Absolutely. Because they're hardworking people. Holy cow, are they ever. I am the daughter. <laughs> I am the daughter of a hairdresser. So I might be a bit biased in this. However, hairdressers make... Some of them, most of them, I don't know, maybe not all of them, whatever. But my mom did not make much money on hairdressing. And a lot of her income came from her tips um, mm. because of the product that they have to buy, the booth rental, yes. you know, things like that. They're, they have a lot of expenses that I think a lot of times people don't think about. And those tips really, you know, in some cases help put food on the table at the end of the night or, you know, get their kid to the doctor um, I feel like hair and makeup are probably one of the underestimated skills sets for the wedding day. They are the ones that I believe make a really big difference and don't yep. get enough credit. I agree. And I also think it's a great point that you make about all the product and stuff. And this is coming from someone that's worked in television for over 10 years. I and being on TV for a great part of that time. I was so surprised when I first walked in at Channel 10 in Australia. This is a national network and I actually realized all of the chicks that were doing hair and makeup and actually one of them, Alicia Poxrocker, came on the show last year. She lives in London now. But they have their own kits and yes. they use all their own stuff. And I think people forget that 
And it really surprised me that they were working for such a huge, this is like NBC in Australia, like this is huge, but they all come in with their little suitcases every day and unpack it all and go home. And so everything that they use, they've got to replace. And, and it's, it's not like, you know, over the counter stuff. It's no, this is classy shit. crap. Yeah. Classy shit, as the Australians would say. That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, look, I think in it's trust your gut when it comes to uh, tipping, especially if you want the tip. I, I'm always suspicious if you're tipping a company, um, and someone has asked me this question before, if you want the tip to get to the person, then, of course, on your wedding day, you're not going to be going around with envelopes and doing this personally. But if you have someone, perhaps the, your dad or a member of the bridal party before they get too drunk or someone that you really trust to hand out cash, then allocate that job. It's a really good job for someone responsible and making sure the tip gets into the hand of the person you want it to be, not just some coordinator that maybe won't pass it on. Not to say your wedding coordinator, but I'm saying a company person. That's also really important. Yes, I agree completely. I think that that's a huge value, and um, in some cases, it's just such a such a breath of fresh air being in the wedding industry to see someone appreciates you, even if it's not monetary. And this is the biggest thing that I could take away from my experience. Even getting a thank you card. Even if mm. tips are being passed out to people that should be tipped technically based off of the etiquette books or whatever else there is, but you don't get a tip, even if I were to get a thank you card, that would just like take me to the next level and make me feel like, okay, she gets it. She loves me. I love her too. Yeah. Or him. That's really nice. Don't forget the thank you cards in any situation, but that's such a lovely gesture to do that to your vendors as well, especially if they've done a really good job. If they're shit, don't do it. Yes. But you know, if they're good. I hope no one has shit vendors, just by the way. Right. Agreed. Oh, my goodness. April, I hope we uh, haven't confused you. I hope <laughs> I haven't confused you. <laughs> Me too. Sorry, April. And, no, please. You did a great job. And you know the thing is, uh, next time I come to the States, I'm tipping 20%. That's right. I'm doing that. Do it. <gasps> God, I don't want everyone to think I'm a bad person. I just, But you know when you come to Australia, this is my advice, or the U.K., you don't really need to tip people. And also the UK inbuilt now in, in restaurants, they already put 12.5% in restaurant bills that they are supposed to hand on to their staff. So there oh, it is. Interesting. That's my tip to you. And in Australia, we'll only tip if people are nice and everyone's nice. So you'll be tipping everyone. Uh, Danielle, yes. thank you so much for coming on the show. I have had such a lovely week with you. I'm going to call this the Black Sheep Bride Week, which I could probably say a bit better. The Black Sheep Bride Week on Save the Date. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> and if people want to get in touch with you, blacksheepbride.com is where they would go, I'm assuming. Yes, correct. Blacksheepbride.com is where you will find me. And we encourage all vendors, brides, grooms, vice versa, to get in touch and also embrace the ethos of doing good with your wedding as well as sharing your love. Share the love with everyone else. Definitely. There's another T-shirt slogan for you. <laughs> We're full of them today, that and taglines. Just in <laughs> I'm so sorry for singing at the, stop, at the top of the episode, everyone. I hope that didn't make – I mean, it would be interesting to watch today's stats and people just shutting down after 30 seconds going, oh, fuck this, I'm not listening to this, it's rubbish. I loved it. I love the songs. I'm going to save the recording and make it my ringtone. <laughs> no one wants that in their lives, but I will – I'm going to promise this, that an a cappella version of that song will come one day 
when I can get some sponsorship for this show and some cash in the old pox, I'm going to pay some singers to sing that song. <laughs> Rich is going to go, he's going to listen to this episode and uh, my business manager, my husband, Richard, which is ridiculous. Uh, he's not a business manager. He's just got an opinion. He'll go, maybe we could pay the hosts and uh, you could pay for all the other shit we need to pay for before you pay acapella singers. No, I know where my priorities are. I think I'm married to the same man. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> oh, we're too much alike and I love it. Let's do this again. Awesome. Thank you. I would love that. Me too. All right. We're going to be BFFs for Evs and uh, we will love you and leave you bride chillers, groom chillers, maid chillers and other chillers and uh, please do get in touch, savethedatepodcast.com tell a friend, if you can't donate or buy a t-shirt or tote just tell someone, it's like a virtual tip to me, do you see how I did that? I like that, thank you alright, until next week friends thank you Danielle, thank you so much you're welcome, it was fun, thank you so much (laughs) I had a blast Me too. Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.